0: Hey everybody, I'm Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. Welcome this week, six ways people that point the finger enjoy less life satisfaction. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Again, this is Anatomy of Success and I'm your host, Steve Woolenhouse. Glad you found us here for the first time. Glad you discovered us. Come back next week, bring some friends, spread the word. You can help by subscribing to the podcast so we can notify you when future episodes are released. We also appreciate ratings and reviews. And if you've been here repeatedly, glad you're deriving some benefits from the content that we're sharing here. Please head over to weatherology.com. That's my company page. Grab the Weatherology mobile app at the top of the About Us page. You'll Find links to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok now as well. So I've been on LinkedIn for about five years now creating content on that platform. And I've observed some very interesting trends over the past five years. When I first began sharing videos and writing my articles, less than about 1% of the entire platform user base was actually creating and sharing content. Most of it was original, incidentally, from people that were writing and and sharing original ideas. At that time, most people were spectators. And that's not an insult. It's just they were curious. And using that site as a resource for employment opportunities and leveraging LinkedIn in a way that was more designed for professional purposes versus using it like TikTok or using it like Instagram. Now, my videos would often go viral back then. My articles got tremendous traction as well. Suddenly, videos and articles fell out of fashion, though, as other forms of content gained some popularity to encourage more participation from people that weren't actively involved on a daily basis creating content. Makes sense. It's their prerogative. And I'll tell you why I'm not a fan in a bit. LinkedIn reached out, offered me the opportunity to test what they called their newsletter format as a reward for my consistent creation of articles and my contributions in that regard on the platform. Then video started to gain a little bit more of a resurgent, only to drop dramatically once again as visibility declined and standing out became increasingly more challenging as they really made a push to try to get more and more people sharing content on the platform. Now, the number of people sharing content has increased dramatically. Dramatically. Since I first began, it's becoming more competitive. Many argue the quality of the content has diminished as virtual videos get recycled ad nauseum, and people compete for attention by using the same methods and techniques people employ on other social platforms. Regardless of your opinion about that, the caliber of content, times have changed. And lamenting about those modifications, in my opinion, is an effort and futility. And I'm using this as an example which gets to the point of our conversation here today. Now, I've truly enjoyed the large community that I've assembled on LinkedIn. Most people, incredibly supportive. Unlike other social platforms where the audience can be a little bit more judgmental, it's a very professional, kind community that tends to reserve their harsh criticism and share more optimistic feedback. Of course, there's always some exceptions, but overall, it's been a very wonderful experience, and I embrace the changes because it keeps me personally motivated to be creative, original, consistent. One thing that has emerged because of all these changes, the LinkedIn enforcers that patrol the platform looking for violators who infringe on their code of conduct predicated on arbitrary parameters. These people pounce on anyone that makes a mistake or quickly illuminates any indiscretion that contradicts their perception of professional decorum. Coaches, consultants, leadership experts who exercise absolutely no compassion, no grace, no forgiveness. Their behavior, it's punitive and it illustrates their lack of expertise in managing human fallibility. These people are know-it-alls, self-proclaimed authorities in their particular area of sagacity. They love to point the finger at anyone that triggers their fragile insecurities. They can't resist demonstrating their expertise and delight in elucidating people's deficiencies. And I understand there's plenty of people who share their enthusiasm for belittling other people. People with deep emotional scars love to cancel, convict, castigate anyone that provokes their extensive insecurities. These people lack genuine wisdom, though, confidence, self-control, which makes it difficult to conceal their insidious motivation. They love to point out other people's faults, and ironically, they suffer the most. These people lack emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-esteem, self-control, and they have poor conscientious and studies prove that. Their moral compass, it's defective. Despite their public attempts to irradiate their virtue, their behavior leads to depression, limited happiness, negative energy, and compromised life satisfaction. So how can we prevent ourselves from falling into the trap of being overly judgmental and resist the temptation to point out other people's shortcomings all the time? And I'm telling you, it leads to problems in life when we become that kind of person. So six ways. people that point the finger enjoy less satisfaction in life is the purpose of our conversation today Number one, it creates insecurities. Despite their bravado and their boisterous attempts to convince everyone of their brilliance and their absolute certainty and their rendition of reality, these people are insecure and those wounds are profound. Most of these people don't even realize their toxic behavior because they haven't done the work of unraveling all their insecurities. Many of these people avoid responsibility and they have trouble apologizing when they've inflicted harm on somebody else. So deep. Seated insecurities is often the primary reason people feel compelled to point the finger at everybody else. Related to that is what I call past demons. Like so many unhealthy behaviors, their origin is in the past. For people that point the finger, many of them have unresolved childhood trauma. It's often a well-intended parent that was overly judgmental or hypercritical. When people don't reconcile with the past, their ugly history always rears its head in a very unpleasant fashion. People that are punitive and vengeful often have trouble from their past with unpleasant experiences regarding authority figures that pointed out their faults with some degree of regularity. And if you haven't figured out why you have a propensity to do that yourself predicated on past experiences, we never improve. Next, the illusion. People that point the finger love to offer their fragile ego a temporary boost by belittling somebody else. It creates the illusion of superiority that culminates, however, in a subsequent crash. Many of these people thrive on gossip and third-party innuendo and third-party conversations. They always target people that crush their dreams in life, whether it's on social media, people that are excelling or professional people that are getting it right and that live the life they wish they could live. These people are deeply insecure and they're really resentful of other successful people that are doing well, that have talent. They are average minds that discuss other people's business and profess to be above all that destructive behavior they regularly engage in themselves. So it's the ultimate paradox. So there's this illusion that they live in where they belittle other people to build their self-esteem, get a temporary ego boost, then their emotions fluctuate back and forth between extremes on the emotional paradigm. And then they hang around with other parasites that love to lament about everybody else. Oh, look at that person. They think they're so hot because they do these great videos and they share this and they shouldn't share this on that platform because it's forbidden. That's what I'm talking about. Next, what I call the sad clown. What these people don't realize, their jealousy, their envy, their contemptuous behavior results in increased depression and prolonged low moods. Those types of people are prone to depression, folks, and they often wrestle with mental health problems. And I've seen it on LinkedIn. I know some of the people that are the worst perpetrators of this kind of behavior personally, and they are in a sad place. I call them sad clowns. Many comedians struggle with these same problems. They're happy on the outside when they're performing, but at home, they're in a deep funk and that's proven fact a lot of comedians are very sad people they are wonderful actors but their public performances reveal a sinister side that is evident to the emotionally astute individual in the process of pointing out other people's problems they devalue themselves and they drift away from gratitude and drift in the direction of destructive social comparisons let's not make that mistake folks it's a sad existence Poor health. Now, the ultimate consequence of all this madness is being overly critical with other people and constantly pointing the finger. It leads to a myriad of health ramifications. Living in a state of constant agitation promotes undesirable health consequences, problems that can impact our immune system. And once we start dabbling with destroying our immune system, boy, I'm telling you, the complications escalate very quickly. And finally, these people are curiosity killers for themselves because these people live in an echo chamber that defines absolute truth and obstructs alternative viewpoints. They define the world in black and white. Harsh judgment results in leveraging labels to identify their adversaries. This proclivity shuts down curiosity and results in lack of imagination and supreme creativity. Many of these people do okay in life, but they never flourish personally, professionally, physically, or mentally because they're stuck in this place of negativity which destroys their curiosity and prevents them from being open-minded. Brief conversation today about people that point the finger and why they're dangerous and why I hope we don't drift in that direction. It's easy to do in this highly divisive world we live in today. People are highly political. And once they become ordained in their belief system, a lot of these people don't deviate from their thought process and they become really negative, cynical, and they're constantly pointing the finger. And I hope this helps illuminate that propensity and helps keep us on the right track of personal excellence. Glad you joined us. I'm Steve Wollenhouse. This is Anatomy of Success. Until next week, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic.